Welcome to Not For Nothing, with your hosts, Chris and Chris. Mm, 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 How'd that mm. feel? that feel good? Yeah, that was nice. Good. Got me going a little bit. Yeah, got a little little caffeine for your day. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like taking a smelling salt or something. Yeah, it's a morning smelling salt. What the fuck is going on here? Some, some website I have open is trying to talk to me, and I bet you I know which one it is. Close your music port or whatever. Hey, I closed my ports. <laughs> All the ports are closed. Sounds like, you're like, sounds like you just got like a, what is, it, is it a xylophone or what are those ones where you kind of, you clink the little, uh, oh, who's what? the old jazz guy? Used to, wasn't he the xylophone guy? Well, it's a, it's a vibraphone. I think that you're referencing. Oh, oh, yeah. Not a xylophone. Xylophone's for little kids. Oh, it is? Yeah. Xylophone is How different. Vibraphone. How do you spell xylophone? Yeah. With an X. Because that's the only word. If you had a toddler, you would know that X is xylophone is the only word that you can put in a book with all the letters. Oh, wait. So, okay. But the xylophone is just a kid's version of a vibraphone? Yeah, it's a different thing. Okay. A xylophone doesn't... <laughs> a xylophone is... Yeah. So, a vibraphone, you actually play with four mallets. And it has a pedal that will uh, that can like dampen the sound. It can also change the pitch. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, it's a melodic instrument, but it's considered a percussion instrument. So it falls in the drum family. Mm. So it's really hard to play. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a, like a a full size. It's like six hundred dollars. It's a xylophone. Yeah, you could buy one. I'm sure they, yeah, like the like marching bands, don't they use like a xylophone? Like, I'm just talking, if you're talking about a jazz performer, he was not playing a xylophone. No? No. Xylophone's more for like, bring, but a vibraphone is a truly, it's truly one of the greatest instruments ever. Falls like in the marimba family. Xylophone, ain't nobody playing no xylophone. If, the, if a $6 xylophone is the most expensive one you can find, look up the most expensive vibraphone it will be thousands and thousands of dollars oh i mean i'm yeah i'm sure i'm just um i feel like it, there was the old god damn what was his name he used to have a he used to have a um raffy no 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 uh old jazz musician he used to have a uh a, a jazz um concert festival thing in idaho actually oh my god yeah hold on it's right on the tip of my tongue just yeah. kidding not at all what are you talking about oh my god what is his name he was famous he was super famous <laughs> um maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong about xylophone i just feel like my my impression of a xylophone is that it is not lionel Ham- who lionel hampton he played a xylophone mm-hmm well, uh, he was a vibraphonist and a pianist, but I believe he played the... Uh... Um, see? Vibraphone, not a xylophonist. Yeah, all right. I, th- I just said like it just said something about a xylophone, too. Arthur Lyman, one of the greatest vibraphone players of all time. Check him out. If you ever want to hear great vibes, wow, he's fantastic. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Anywho. Anywho. I'm going to check... Five minutes or so. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah. I have a. This is also. 
I would love for anyone out there to in the Not For Nothing Reddit to send us your favorite vibraphonist of all time. Yeah. If you have great. one. If you have one, they're fantastic. It was always a nice sound. I always sort of enjoyed the sound. I, I it was love nice it. Yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure we did some concerts back in the uh, back in the River to River days that had some of those. I, maybe it was just me and like some of those like lunchtime concerts. Yeah, I used to hire the same guy over and over again. I can't remember his name. I saw him in a subway and I got his info, and he's amazing. And he would drag that fucking thing out. He was an yeah. odd duck, but I hired mm-hmm. him a bunch of times. He was so I beautiful. Odd ducks too. Yeah. Play instrument yeah. and so what so that was a, a vibraphone yeah okay all right yeah he's amazing i wish i could remember his name if i yeah. if i dug deep in the annals of my brain it'll pop up maybe like next month mm-hmm. it'll happen um so anyway here we are <laughs> my I, this is a quick I, I don't even know i'm gonna tell you the story but i'm gonna tell it to you anyway Good, my dad it. used to go when uh, after my parents divorced my dad used to go to the lionel hampton jazz festival in idaho by himself I never went with him. I, I don't, I never, uh, whatever. Anyway, never worked out. I don't think I would have, I should have gone with him or I would have gone with him. But he said, and there was this, I, I think Lionel Hampton died in like the early two thousands anyway. So this was, you know, close to the same time, like, you know, after he died or before, just before he died probably or something, but he was saying he would go and he enjoyed the music, whatever he, I think he liked Lionel Hampton, but he would, he would, the guy would come on last and he, I don't know how old that guy is or was. Very but he was old. pretty fucking old and he could barely play. And he said that he, he like, he would just always be like, man, he's like, it's a nice festival, but he's like, it's so sad at the end because he just comes out and plays. And he like, he starts like falling over to like the side a little bit. And someone has to come out and prop him back up and get him like upright. And then he just kind of keeps playing. And then like, it happens like a half dozen times during his performance. Like he just starts drifting off to like his left or his right. And someone has to come and like catch him and, and put him, prop him back up. And it's just like, he lived Damn. till he was 94. I saw the same thing happen with Lemmy the one time I saw Motorhead play. Wow. I was like, did they just bring this guy out on a fucking furniture dolly and just set him up? He did not move. Like, the show started, he was just on stage. Is show, he on a stool or something? Show, or like no, a... he was standing, but oh. he was pretty He was pretty motionless. And then B.B. King there at the end, they basically just... Yeah, wheeled him out, plopped him down, set a guitar in his lap, and hope he didn't say anything too <laughs> off kilter, which I think he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you when you're old and people want to still squeeze the money out of you, yep. Willie Nelson's or right right there. Willie Nelson, pretty soon they're just gonna be like, I don't know, man. If there's one guy I have confidence in, and and sort of just kind of keep going until he literally sort of dies. I think it's Willie Nelson. I've been avoiding seeing Willie Nelson for the past 15 years out of fear that it's not going to be good. And every time I hear somebody say they saw Willie Nelson, they say it's great. And I'm like, there's no mm-hmm. way. He's a million. He's a million. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I don't want to see him out there just like hanging out. But yet, and yet, here he is. People, every time, they're like, here he goes. And he's still on. He's still touring. You can go catch him in. Imacoli, Florida, tonight. If you want, oh no, next month. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like, but I, I've, I've seen him in interviews and stuff. Like, he still seems kind of like the same dude. He's a little slower, maybe, when he talks or moves or whatever. But still, he's, he seems like he's still kind of there. You can go see him at the uh, Chris Stapleton All American Roadshow with Willie Nelson and Cheryl Crow in Seattle. If, huh. if you uh, want to see that, Chris fucking Stapleton, <laughs> my wife's fucking. My I don't wife, want to see him. My but, uh, wife's, my wife's my, secret my, love. 
Oh, Chris Stapleton. <laughs> really? Ooh, wow. I, I told you the Chris Stapleton story. No, I don't think you did. I'm pretty sure I did on this podcast. I was, uh, I, I was for some reason, in my wife's Spotify. Um, and I, I'd never, I've never really like ventured into there. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on in here? You're having a relationship with Chris Stapleton. How? I, it was, I was like floored. I, was, I had no idea. She kept it so under wraps. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just him. It was like a couple other new country like guys. your dad's porn stash or something. It was you know? disturbing. And I was like, you're having an affair with Chris Stapleton? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> months later, there was like some NFL show and he's like, does the intro. He's like the one of the, you know, like a, it's I'm all excited for a Sunday night, or maybe he's on the like Phil Collins one anyway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's him and Snoop, I think, or something. Yeah, they're doing Phil Collins. And yeah. I was like, and we were watching, and I was like, there's your boyfriend. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, there's your guy, Chris Stapleton. And she was like, what? No, no. And I was like, yeah, that's Chris. And she was like, no, it's not. He doesn't look like that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, she doesn't he... even know what he looks like? No, she just was enchanted by his tunes. And I don't even know how she got on him. I don't want to find out. I don't want to know what kind of hillbilly shit she's into. But yeah, man, I, I truly felt like I had like read like sexy texts. Like I was like, what is this? Chris Stapleton. I, I think I would remember this if you told Whiskey me this. Whiskey-soaked fucking whatever <laughs> love songs. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. There, so, I will say, I will say, not in her defense, but the the one, I think it is the one, that it, it's called Tennessee Whiskey or something. I'm sure it is. It's, it's a decent, it's a decent song. Fuck that like guy. I, I like, I listened to it. I, I've never listened to anything else in my life because I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'll just listen to this one song. That's all. I, and I don't even like sort of like seek it out. I, but I, it, I like this. I think it's a decent song, but I won't, it doesn't make me want to go listen to the rest of his shit because I know. And I, and I'm like, yeah, no, there so. are, uh, there's another one. I don't remember his name. He's a ginger, which is also offensive. Jesus. Who's he's better. Like I've listened to some of his, so he's a little better. I'm not against the whole like Neo yeah, country. Listen. Like, oh. I like yeah. it, you know, it's it's better than like pickup truck and a fucking six pack and Donald Trump and making out and simpler times. Like, we both love our, uh, you know, we love country music to, to some degree. Yeah, yeah, but the current modern country landscape is it's very hot. formulaic and it just sounds yeah. kind of poppy. So I, I'm not against this like throwback to the whatever, what do they call it? Like the bad country, what are they? Outlaw country. Oh, yeah, outlaw country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't um, know if this is a throwback to outlaw country necessarily, but uh, but okay. I, I guess they'll try anything to sort of market it better. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson. He does a fantastic version of the Promise by When in Rome. I'm I'm all for it. But okay. man, when you see like those DMs mm. in your in mm. your wife's inbox, you I knew nothing about it. It was a mm. secret. And I felt ex- it felt very like I, it was I was something was exposed. And she was definitely having like an emotional affair with him. Yeah, and that and based on her reaction when she saw his face. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was. It proved the proof was in the pudding. I have a I have a video. I have a video. I wish I could, I wish I would know we were talking about this. I'll play it at some point. I have a video of her fi- finding out. Like I did it on tape. I was like, oh, this is good. This is great. This is great. 
So yeah. Well, yeah stapleton well, i mean that's just uh i guess uh, you know I, it's kind of uh what they you know wrongly call karma yeah fuck you <laughs> no no for her it's for her like you know finding out like finding out her true love looks like that and he's like oh god i you know i made it well mistake. it's like one of it's the cyrano de whatever right sure yeah did she like the did she like the words or the person you know exactly yep yeah now she, she likes the I bet she likes the words because I think she still like, listens to them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I would it's cry. Her little, it's her. It's her own little thing where she. She. It's just she has it all to herself. If I had to go to a Chris Stapleson concert tonight, oh. if you were like tonight's the night, I got the tickets and tonight's the night, I would be so sad. I would rather go see Limp Biscuit than go see a Chris <laughs> Stapleton concert. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. I don't know about Buffett. That would also make me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know if I have the like the, the like. I yeah. I don't know. We'll just get you. Just see the the beauty about a Buffett concert though is like you just get really high and you can get, and you can just drink a lot. Yeah, but you got to lean into it, you know. And I'm like not in the mood to like go and lean a, into it. Just put a just put a Hawaiian shirt on. Definitely would rather be with those fans more. Yeah, there's nothing I dislike more. I mean, I like I'll dislike a lot of things more than this. But <laughs> one thing I dislike, for sake of this conversation, the thing I dislike <laughs> the most is when people, mostly women, go that are normal, just city folk, whatever, suburban, mm. what have you, go mm. to a country show and wear country outfits. Mm. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put the, my country, my 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 lean on country. You know, mm-hmm. like. The jeans and the gross hat, if they have them, yeah, and you the know, like that look. That look. If you're living yeah. in it, yeah, the frilly jacket. Great. If you're living in it, sure, whatever. Like that's your look. It's not yeah. my favorite look to begin with. No, but I th- that drives me crazy. Like that, and the dudes too. They yeah. like that yeah. that look. That look mm-hmm. where you wear like jeans and you tuck a t-shirt in. You tuck in your Tim McGraw t-shirt and you wear your like overly broken in ball cap. And it's two sizes too small on the t-shirt. Oh, it's man. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I can't. But also, you got a big belt buckle on for no reason. Yeah, there's just like a, I got to dress up for the show. Yeah, 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 totally. Which happens in every music genre, you know? Of course, I was just going to say that. It, it, I, don't wear a, I don't wear, a, you know, a suit to a Wu-Tang Clan show, but I also don't wear a Wu-Tang Clan outfit to a Wu-Tang Clan show either. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't even, I wouldn't even wear like a t-shirt. You know, like a Wu Tang T-shirt. You know, or like any Wu Tang's different. Wu Tang's like Grateful Dead. Like people go to Wu Tang shows and wear their Wu Tang gear because it's like a oh, I have the old Wu Tang thing, or here's the the gentle nod to Wu Tang Clan and Grateful Dead. Same thing. Like they're like the two bands. I think you get a pass if you wear the actual band merch to the show. Yeah, but see, that's just. I just but outside I never, of that, fuck that. I'm a merch guy. Yeah, I will. Like if you go to a hardcore show or like a metal show. It's always like which deep cut metal band you wear mm. that isn't that metal band. Just so people know that you're like, you're an I'm into, yeah, yeah, I'm into Deicide, but I'm at a Slayer show, you know? <laughs> punk, they do that in punk too when you go to sure. punk shows. I get that, I guess, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to wear a Jimmy Eat World shirt to every show I ever go to. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> just the lamest train i don't know yeah just a train shirt yeah three doors down 
Just always wearing three doors down. Who dolls? <laughs> I live. I live in the town with the with with a what's his face from the Goo Goo Dolls. Really? Yeah, Danny Resnick or Eddie Res whatever something Resnick. Yeah, he he pops in and out of the ice cream shop once in a while. He he lives over here. It's pretty funny. I know. Are they? Are they? Uh, I don't know. Funny. I don't care. I Gotta I think be. there's some interband squabbling at some point. And, sure. And always. Happens everybody. That band's weird to me though because they were uh fucking literally was just talking about this too. Goo Goo Dolls. They were like a more of like a like a butt rock band when I was a kid. Like they did like the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack. They were like kind of like a like a grungy but like more met like more hair not hair metal but like the grosser I, hair metal. I know the what outlaw country yeah. of hair metal. <laughs> Buffalo guys. And then they fucking got haircuts and mm-hmm. like and they sold out and like earrings and and like those little patches under your lip yeah and that out. and then they were like, and then they did like made millions good i'm good for them for selling out like yeah. I, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong Absolutely. i'm not against a goo goo dolls like and i don't want the world like i'm good with it like city of angels like you i i don't care if it's on in the background what whatever i'm not out there trying to hear them but i'm not turning it off if they don't the thing that i have a problem with is that they and this happens with a lot of bands, especially from that era, is that they like just stop like their fashion and style stops at their from where they were the most famous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so like you see these guys now and you're like, you used to have long hair, then you did like the spiky, mm-hmm. you know, tips mm-hmm. hair. But then why are you still with that look? You know? Right. 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 Evolve. Evolve. You were evolving. Why do you want to look the way you looked when you were the most famous? Because that's how people know them and recognize them. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Slash Slash does it, but Slash never had a style. He just was like, this is what I'm comfortable in. Take it or leave it. Yeah. But yeah, like... I mean, I I, I sort of get it to some degree because there's probably some sort of ego or fear i don't know you know like not being remembered or reckoned i maybe i don't know I, bruce I'm springsteen sort of, he uh, continues to change his look it's weird but he like always has like a kind of a newer version of like well, what that, he's yeah about. right it's, it's just a more updated version i guess in a way or something or it's more age appropriate in, in a way yeah age appropriate that's probably the word i'm looking for here yeah it's weird it's weird though it is weird because every time i look at him it's it, it it is it's it's like an it's like a band coming out with like a new album but it just sounds like their old stuff but it's and just they look of, and they kind of look the same like I, yeah it's bizarre yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre remember when like rock bands like all got their haircuts that way like like van halen they're mm-hmm. all like we have like kind of like shortish bob kind of weird spiky on the top we now we're in the 2000s <laughs> we were like no no <laughs> <laughs> no 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 please still trying huh? please don't please don't do that <laughs> well eventually it just comes back around again so they're just waiting i guess so i mean there is a very like only rock people like la rock people have this like one i don't know where they get their clothes where they you find a leather cowboy hat or like those like way too ornate jeans you know or or like lots of leather bracelets. Like there's a look, like a ro- like an LA rocker look. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. where the fuck do you buy that shit? Is there a store? I think there is. I think it's a very West Coasty thing because I, I think there was like there was stores like that in Seattle for a while when I was living there just before I moved. Yeah. Like, um, like how do you get boots with silver tips on them? Like where do you and you know or the the yeah. belts with metal all over them? 
Mexico or something. I don't know. I think there's a store. I'm gonna find it. It's yeah. on the Sunset Strip. Oh, there's Strip. definitely a store. Yeah, it's run by Ricky Ra- Rackman. <laughs> he had that was his thing before he was like a VJ. He was like he had a rock clothing store. Yeah, like get your spandex here. He had his own line. I'm curious. Yeah, and then he did the look. He did the spiky hair, like new yeah. metal look. I mean, everybody was doing it. Everyone's doing it. But yeah. yeah, I didn't. Not me. Didn't I never changed. Exactly the same always. <laughs> never changed. Never had frosted tips. Promise you. Never did. Never had a Caesar cut. Never had a soul patch. Never had earrings. None of it. No, never got tattoos. Have... None of it. Didn't do any of it. No, 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 no. I never did frosted tips like uh like frosting the, the tips. But I bleach my hair. Yeah, and, and then it out. grows out. Exactly. That's, yeah. Right. And then I had frosted tips because of that. Yeah, same. It's a, yeah, right. same. Yeah. Looks great with a visor. <laughs> I, was working, I was working an event this past week, and this, like, this, like, uh, what's it called? Brand ambassador, like a, a BA, walks in to, like, you know, for his training or whatever. And this kid was probably the exact age I was when I moved to New York. And he, and like the nineties have come back so hard. He just looked like me. I was like, Holy fuck, dude, I can tell you exactly what your life's going to look like. Like same pants, same oversized shirt, same shoes. He was late, little bit of acne, like just kind of getting by, you know, in New York city. And I was like, I was like, dude, welcome. This is going to be a journey. I promise you. Right. <laughs> it's like you just it's like you it's like you just had uh like a back to the future. You like went back in time and just saw your I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then, you... I, then I went right. then I went and made out with his mom or something. <laughs> Is that what happened? You mean your mom. <laughs> oh yeah, I went uh, oh yeah, you're right. That's my mom, so, so yeah. I just I just actually just came across this. Is the timeline for Back to the Future is if 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 they remade it today. I think it would be like, would it be two? Would it be nineteen eighty? It would be nineteen ninety four. What do you mean? So, like the time frame that you know when the movie came out in the eighties, right? And he oh, he's going back to the nineties. Yeah, instead of the sixties. Instead of the yeah, yeah. If they did it now, or it was the fifties, I guess, or something. So, if they did it now, he would just go back to the nineties. Wow, he would just go back to like can't hardly wait. Well, the the day that they set, you know, the like do 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 to like to the, for Back to the Future two, I guess the future. Right. That is my fortieth birthday. Mm. I my exact the exact date was my exact fortieth birthday, October. Oh no 20th. shit! Yeah. So nice. like that. So Back to the Future Day was my fortieth mm-hmm. birthday, which was a mm-hmm. real fucking pain in the ass. Like, <laughs> I want to be reminded of that shit. <laughs> Now I'm past it. I'm older than I'm older than than bi- old Biff washing the cars or whatever. <laughs> yeah, man this this is when it starts like fucking with me a little bit. I, I've never been sort of a scared of my age or growing older, all that kind of stuff. But these are things that start hitting me a little bit, where I'm like, oh fuck yeah, we're we're you getting wanna, old. You want to do a real? You want to really fuck yourself up? Listen to this Kevin Morby song called "This Is a Photograph." Where he basically just sings a song about a photograph he finds of his dad when he was younger than he was. And it is sad. It is a sad <laughs> song. Listen to it. Hmm. It's no Chris Stapleton. 
No, but, but it'll no. do the job. <laughs> it'll get your panties wet. Um, so before we get into sports, I had a quick thing I wanted to talk about. Um, just to get your opinion or your thought or your reaction. Um, you know, as you know, uh, Paramount Plus has taken over like all like things. You know, okay. like you, like Showtime is now Paramount Plus, right? Yeah. Part of the yeah, it's part of the big. So like if you, but I still I don't have Paramount Plus and Showtime. The app is still out there. You can oh. still watch Showtime, but every time you put it on, they're like, "Seriously, dude, it's yeah. going away. Stop watching this." But I wanted to see the Nathan Fielder show. I watched The Curse, and it was on Showtime. I'm like, I'm not going to subscribe to Paramount Plus. Like, just keep let me use Showtime. So I went on there the other day, and uh, because no one's using the app anymore, except for like crazy people, and like Showtime's not delivering new content, I looked at their top ten, their current top ten movies right now, and it is. <laughs> Amazing. It, 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 I will read some of these to you. Four Brothers. Do you remember that movie? With yeah, your favorite totally. Marky Mark Wahlberg from yeah, 2004? Probably going to watch that again. I was like, oh, good. Thank you. I'm glad some other people out there are watching a 20-year-old caper movie um, <laughs> with Andre 3000. Then there was uh, Jack Reacher. Saw that in the theater. Get Rich or Die Trying. Saw that in the theater. <laughs> uh, Godfather. Saw that in the theater when they reissued it. Mean Girl. Saw that in the theater. Then the top three. You ready? Mm-hmm. Thriller at 40. <laughs> Which, who the fuck is watching this? Who's out there just watching the Michael Jackson documentary when th- Thriller turned 40? Sure, whatever. Then it's uh, Pleasure Uncut, which is a documentary about the porn industry. That's number two. That's the number two most watched thing going on on Showtime currently. And number one, Palm Swings. A light, Ooh. like, Softcore porn starring Tia Carrera and a number of other people. I looked it up. That's the number one show right now on Showtime. It's Palm Swings. I think it came out many years ago. It's got like one star on IMTP, but that's what people are attracted to. They're just looking for the Skinamax. It's it's yeah. all come it's all come full circle. Oh, and Diane Farr. I don't know who that is, but that's that's what you, I feel like the the app is telling me something. I got to watch Palm Swings here, <laughs> right after I get done with this podcast. You recognize you would recognize Diane Farr. She's been in a lot of stuff over the years, but you know, probably not in the last ten. But there was a lot of there was a lot of things that she was. Uh, wow, T. So that's what happened to Tia Carrera. Yeah, yeah, that's what she's up to. Palm uh, Swings. I know. Far mm. it's, it's they've steep fall from Wayne's World two. Was it two? I think she was in both of them. Mm. The the one was her big breakout. That's when they made her into a rock star. She did ballroom blitz. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, Tia Carrera, Carrera. I don't know. Anyway, those those are your top ten movies on uh, Showtime currently. Godfather's like still it. sneaking in there though. Godfather's people still watching it wherever they can. Yeah, I mean you gotta kind of watch. Uh... I mean, how can you not watch Godfather if it's there? I'm sure it's not a big library for you to go through and watch. That. <laughs> so I'm guessing. So it's if probably four, limited, if four yeah. brothers cracked the top ten, a movie <laughs> I would have never thought about again, ever. <laughs> now I want to rewatch. That actually came on on the, on TV the other, like not maybe within the last like three to four months, and I I started watching a little bit of it, and I was just like, oh yeah, this this is. Uh... It's like a black exploitation kind of with dark, dark with Marky Mark, right? Yeah. Right. Except it was with Marky Mark. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, maybe actually makes sense because he's trying to exploit that genre still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Stick with what you know, Johnny Reznor. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man, great movie. Great yeah. movie. Anyway, that's 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 I uh, I'm glad I thought you might appreciate that and our listeners as well. Um, what what's going on? What's going on with you? Anything fun? Any any updates? Or do you want to just you want to talk about some sport sporting events or sp- some happenings in the sporting world? Uh, yeah, I got nothing good, exciting, worthwhile to talk about uh, personally. I guess so. Great, um, great. Well, that's okay. From vibraphones to Marky Mark, here we are. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, great cast by the way in Four Brothers. Yeah, Tyrese. Right. Tyrese, uh, a young Garrett Hedlund, who you know some people would probably recognize, who kind of made a name for us. Terrence Howard, Josh Charles. Love Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Uh, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, plays uh, Sophie. Yeah, and then uh, two of my favorites, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Great. And uh, Taraji P. Henson, who's like you know up on one of my all-time tops. I think we gotta watch this movie again. I think we should actually. I think yeah, you and uh, you. This should be one of your uh, with uh, with you and Sarge. Oh yeah, for sure. He would love watching this. <laughs> That's a great call. Yeah. Typically, we find a an actor that we watch, and we watch a bunch of them. And I don't mm. know if I want to watch a bunch of any of those people. Like, I don't want to watch a bunch of Marky Marks. Terrence Andre Three Thousand is only in bad movies. Terrence Howard, I could watch all day. Oh my yeah. god! I, Josh oh. Charles, I think is a is is you could find a lot of movies of uh, his to watch. Hustle and Flow, oh man, mm-hmm. it's one of my top favorite movies of all time. Uh, Chiwetel, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of great movies. Yeah, I don't know. Taraji, I mean, ew, how can you not do a Taraji? Uh... Well, well, I'll I'll consult with sure. with with Sergeant and see what he I says. Something out there. It's been a while, hasn't? It? I'm sure it's been a long time since you and Sarge have. Yeah, we haven't done. We have last one we were on was a was a Slater, uh, and we've watched a lot of Nicolas Cage movies together too. But yeah, it was it was Slater and Keanu. Um, God, just legends, legends mm. of the legends in the field. Um, <laughs> all right, so quick note for those rugby fans out there: um, the uh, Six Nations tournament starts here in a week or so. For those people out there that love Six Nation Rugby, uh, Netflix has a new sort of QB1 style documentary about last season's Six Nation tournament, which, which was really good tournament. Uh, it's produced by the people that are, did like the Need for Speed Formula One series that made every asshole yeah. into a Formula One fan. I saw that actually. Yeah. Uh, if you're not into Six Nation Rugby, this is a good way to get into it. I have a feeling. Now, I, don't, I haven't watched it. But this is going to be like a nice, gentle, Americanized, let's get behind the stories of the players and the history of the league. And uh, instead of just jumping in and trying to watch the tournament, but if you have any inkling to watch an amazing, amazing tournament, Six Nations is amazing. It's amazing watch. The games are great. A lot the NFL could learn from this league. I love it, as, as uh, most people are tired of hearing and it's not just like a hey i'm into rugby i'm not one of those guys i'm not like trying to be a you know i only watch fucking you know frisbee golf like i truly do like it and i think other people would too so maybe start with this chris i implore you try this show out and let me know what I, you honestly think. this i i i saw the i saw the thing on on netflix and i was and i was intrigued because of because i was thinking the exact same thing it's the style of of what they did with f1 and they're doing with all these other now sports, I think too, with like tennis and golf and some other ones. But um, yeah, I think, I think, I think something like that would be a great sort of uh, intro and sort of to catch people's attentions and interest in and stuff. It's going to be so. a, it's going to be a fun tournament this year. Sadly, France is losing one of their best players because he's saving himself for the Olympics. Cause this is also an Olympics year, right? 
Oh, yeah, it is the Paris 2024, right. And Wales just lost one of their best players. Now, Wales sucks, so it doesn't really matter. But like for a young, one of their like top players to leave and try to make it in the NFL, that just happened. So, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so that's like a bit... That, I don't know if that storyline will make it into this. I think that's a more recent development. But it's interesting with like the advent of the tush push and this sort of like ground and pound game that the league has sort of embraced and will probably get rid of. But it's interesting that a, a rug, a six nations player is, is leaving his team this season for, uh, to try to make it in the NFL, which not a lot of rugby players have accomplished. Yeah. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Okay. That's all I got on rugby. That's rugby talk for today. <laughs> Great. <laughs> It's been a while, so I appreciate you uh, you putting in some time for me. I'll give you a little update as the season progresses. France is my team. Ireland, I like to watch too. I just mostly root against England. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a great sport. Doesn't yeah. look doesn't look good for the body. Um, anything else you got on on rugby, or should we move on to? You want to talk about the NBA really quickly? Uh, yeah, we could. Yeah, I, don't, I obviously don't have anything on rugby. <laughs> rugby. <laughs> Yeah, let's go to the NBA. The NBA, there's a... The, I, have we talked since Joel Embiid scored the most points in the history of basketball? Uh, I don't believe we have. Well, it's been, it's been days. But man, that game, I, was, I, w- I saw it kind of unfolding. Like I, was, I had my eye on the game. And it, when I realized he had like 35 in like the first quarter, basically, I was like, oh shit, I'm putting this on. And I just watched, and it was like the most enjoyable, fun... Sixers game I've watched in a really long time. Wemby is still great and was still doing awesome things and scored like 32. And and the the Spurs kind of tried to keep it close, which meant Embiid wasn't just point hounding like they could put him back out in the fourth quarter. And when he got 60, I was like, oh, he got 60. But then he just started like the flow was insane. He just couldn't miss. And I was like, oh my god, he's gonna get 70. Like it was so fun to watch. And like the Spurs were like trying not and poor zach collins just got beat to shit the spurs were trying to win it like they were shoot, you know they were getting open shots don't get me wrong and the sixers were only feeding Embiid, except for daniel house who kept taking shots which was hilarious <laughs> uh it was fun it was so fun and everyone was so excited and the the reaction around the league was exciting and like brett brown was there and like went up and like he and Furcon and and uh Covington like had a chat after the game because they like still love Brett Brown. It was like the perfect, and it happened at home. It was just such a nice little thing to have happen in the middle of a season, and that's just sort of how Embiid's been this year. It's just like it's been so fun to have him be this great and have the MVP thing off of his shoulder, so he doesn't have to like. I mean, yes, it's going to get weird if he's like leading and he doesn't make the the minimum number of games, but like in a way, I kind of want that to happen. Because I want the league to rethink this stupid rule, sure. of course. But uh, I don't know if you saw it, but it was like, or at least saw the highlights. But it was, it was pretty incredible, very likable. Seventy points from a player. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm having a hard time sort of putting in the time to watch basketball. Right. Hmm. I'm not. I'm just. I, there's something about it that's just kind of. I'm, I'm just not getting into it. Well, and I, I, I don't know after All Star like, break. Maybe, maybe the Knicks uh, are so crazy good right now. Like the, it's insane. The playoffs, uh, the playoffs just I, need to start. Like they just and need yet to start. I still have a hard time watching them. <laughs> They're not. I know. Tips. Like I not. I need. I feel like I'm. I, I, it's never felt this way before with me with basketball. 
because it's always been my favorite sport. But I, I sort of need more of the sort of the, the entertainment aspect of like of games, you know, like where it's, you know, like how would they do with football? Like it's just all offense, you know what I mean? Like, it, and I always used to love defense, but I, I try to turn on a game. I even watched like the it was like the Nets game the other night when they were. And then they came back. back. They kept it close, and I was like, "This is just boring as hell." Huh? I I feel like if the playoffs started now and most players are healthy, except for oh. Halliburton, it'd be great because we would yep. get to see the matchups you're looking for, where defense tightens up and like people yeah. are not trying to slog through an 80 game season. There's and definitely we- there's definitely a part of this where it's like, who's going to get injured because the season's too long, and it's going to affect what right now feels like a really exciting bunch of teams like the east is so fun with like new york and cleveland and indiana playing like on that second tier and then boston philly uh and uh the bucks i guess as the top three and the other teams and then you've got fucking you know all the madness like below in the in the lower ranks of like the heat taking a shit play in game type yeah and like these like the the I, the trade deadline, I hate all this trade. De- I hate trades. I don't, I don't like, I hate it. I hate, I like, I wish that I, once the trade deadline's over, once all-star breaks over, I'm with you. Like it's not the best product, but. Well, it, it, it feels like I honestly, I, I thought about this earlier. Cause I, you know, you keep reading about these, you know, like potential trades and, and you know, it's always like, oh, the, the Lakers are always like in on every trade. And it's like, they can't trade for anybody. They have nothing. They have no assets to trade. But the weird thing but, is, they'll they'll do it. Like somehow they'll do it because they're run yeah, by clutch I sports. I guess I don't know. But but my but more to my point though is that it's everything. And, and I think that's actually the point is that all these teams are so are so are so tight with with the assets they have or they they don't have and the players that they have or don't have that it's like people I, I, like they I think a lot of teams have boxed themselves in now right where it's like they really can't make a big trade if they wanted to because they don't have the first round picks because they've traded them all away. Or, or you're either Oklahoma City and Brooklyn, who are sort of trying to hoard, maybe, or get back picks from what they did lose. And everyone's so concerned about sort of the, having this, this, this chest of assets. Well, then um, it seems like one team has all the players that are worth trading for, which is Chicago right now. And I don't want any of those players except for DeMar DeRozan, which will never happen. There isn't right. like a lot of great players available, maybe. Is the other maybe, thing. but it's, it, you're right. It's not like nobody's trading away like their 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 superstars. You know, in a sense, it's like I, the biggest name out there almost seems to be like Deontay Murray, which I actually I like, but I'm just not sure like is he worth trading for? You know, and yeah. like everyone overvalues him. You know, so I, I feel like this is it's become this sort of it's almost like this um uh it's like a template. You know, it's sort of like a spreadsheet of a template of like, here's how you can make a trade now. Well, from the Sixers right. side, yeah, with like expiring contracts and like right. a couple and first it's like, and pick swaps. It's very swaps defined and, on like how a trade happens anymore. Like you can almost predict like what the trade is going to be because the because everything is just it's so formulaic in a way, and it just kind of it, it kind of taking the fun out of it. I feel like too. I would like it if Philly just stuck with what they had. And, yes, because and let their expirings go and just have a ton of cap space and like the players that they want instead of like getting rid of Tobias after he's put in all this fucking work, even though I can't stand him. Like I, there, there's a chemistry right now, and I don't think you want to. The I, I'm good with that, and even if it doesn't didn't lead to a championship, agreed. What they would ha- be going into next season with all of this freedom to move pieces and and pick up players and improve the team around Nick Nurse would feel awesome. Now, if I, I was if I was the Bucks. And I just fired my coach for fucking the snakiest snaker of all, 
Doc Rivers, who weaseled his way into fucking coaching a team in record time, Colangelo level time, uh, I would feel differently. I would be so sad if I had Dame and Giannis and Theonis and Doc. I, 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 I would much rather just play it safe than, than go all in the way that they're going all in. Yeah, well, again, like, I don't even know if, like, Milwaukee can do anything, really, you know, because um, they're, they've, they've sort of put themselves in this position, like, just like the Lakers, like, they, like, they keep feeling like they have to make a trade just to make a trade. And the Suns, and, but, like, yeah. Yeah, but you're going to, what, you're going to get rid of, you know, D'Lo for, for someone who's basically the same player then? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just sort of like horizontal trading, and, and it, and it's, it's just stupid. So, um, so maybe... In a weird way, the two teams that did the best uh, in the offseason were the Clippers and the Celtics. The Celtics feel like they built a really great team to start the season. It's mm-hmm. gonna, as long as they stay healthy, is gonna win the yeah, championship. Write it out, and that's yeah. where they did a good. Old Brad did a great job there. Lots of <laughs> well, free. You giving him a compliment? Well, I'm not allowed to talk shit on his wife, so I'll just give him a compliment. So I think Brad did a great job, and they still have. They could still get a piece. You know, they could still pick up. Totally. The kind of player that you want to get. Yeah, it feels like we're like depthy. Like Miami just, I, that was, I feel like that was a steal and a half with they, you know, getting rid of Lowry, even though he's on an expiring contract and picking up Rozier. Like that was, that seemed like a, that seemed like an actually nice, like smart trade. Yeah. If Rozier could hit a fucking bucket. But yeah, I agree. I, you're right. It's too early to, to tell. And then the Clippers, like they, it just worked. All right. It worked. They finally. Yeah. After 20 years, it, it worked. It worked, and it was the one thing everyone said wouldn't work. And maybe it won't in the, in the playoffs, but man, I really want to see the Clippers win the West. I, 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 I want, and if it's not Philly in the finals, then I want the Clippers to win it all. I want the Clippers to get the, I want all of those players to get rings. I, Ty Lue's fucking hilarious. Like, Balmer gets his, like, championship before he moves into a big stadium. I don't care. I want the Clippers to, like, succeed. Yeah, honestly, yes. If, if, if just if for nothing else, just for once in their in their existence, just to have one little nice little nugget, I guess, in their in their history books. Yeah, just a little bit of success. I think it, I also will say though too is is it always works with Harden for like you know six months to a season, right? He always plays nice and he always makes it work. And it flows really nice, and then at some point he's just like, "I can't," you know, like it all, something always I don't changes. Know. I don't know how his, attitude. yeah, I don't know his mental makeup. I mean, he definitely plays better. He seems like he's playing better with better players around him. At, like I don't know, it's a. I couldn't imagine coaching a team with Westbrook and Harden at this stage in their career, along with two other superstars. Like I, what they're doing is incredible. It's incredible, but I, yeah, I, my only worry is I don't know if it lasts because I mean he did it in Houston, you know, with like Chris Paul and everyone else that they rotated in there with Harden. He did it in he did it in Brooklyn with with KD and and uh, whoever else was fucking there at this point. I don't even remember. Kyrie. Um, yeah, he just he like he did it like he he you know he was either became the point guard, he was passing more, getting assists, giving up shots, whatever looks and stuff, and then at some point he was like, nope, I got to do this, I got to be me, and like I just. I don't necessarily fault him for it. I think it's just the way it actually is. Yeah. And and see, maybe maybe it lasts this whole season. Maybe it all works out. Great. If it does, wonderful. I'm if rooting. I'm rooting for it. We should probably get to NFL picks here quickly. I did want to know if you saw that uh, that Curry and Ionescu might do a three point contest or shootout during the All Star break. Sure. 
That's kind of cool, right? No. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just, I know it's stupid. They've kind of done this before, haven't they? In a, some degree, and like, is it just the two of them? I won't watch it, why, but I like. I just. It, I like. like the, why is it? You? I. You, I know you're. You have a hard. You have a hard time with this because she's like the most marketable player to the NBA fan base right now. Like people, like NBA players wear her shoes. Like for some reason, it's what they like. But I, I I'm not. I'm not saying neither here nor there. I'm just saying it's good for the league to have a player out there during that sure. that, that people enjoy. Sure. sure. To that end, congratulations on Coach uh, Vanderveer. Uh, who, oh, yeah. who surpassed Coach K's uh, all-time wins record in uh, mm-hmm. in college hoops? It's nice yeah. that it's no longer Coach K, and it's a women's coach who yeah. has been with Who's fucking Stanford for a billion years. So, credit, but yeah, what's that? She still won't get the recognition or the credit for it, though. I don't think solely, anyone fucking lit. knows, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, here's the only other thing I want to say about the NBA. Actually, uh, well. Yeah, NBA. But there, I got another WNBA thing too for you. Um, did you see this thing about Luka Doncic, like throwing, having the guy throwing out of the game because he's a little bitch? I did, but I, but I also like read what he said in the interview, and he like he was like he was swearing at me all game, whatever. And he's like, but it was a little bit of I have to admit it was a little bit of frustration, right? Yeah, I, at least he owned up to it afterwards. Yeah, I don't think a lot of players would. No, no, they wouldn't. But he was also had to do it like on the on the. TNT pregame show or whatever it was too. So it's like, it seems like they made a point of like, uh, maybe you should go on a show and like, you know, just formally like sort of, you know, make up for this or something. Yeah. It's, it's corny and, and it's, it's corny. It's don't get me wrong. It's like what, and, at what like, point can't, can't, what, what is the, what is the fan experience if you're not allowed yeah, right. to like voice and it's your not opinion? Like the guy was, was was degrading him or or his his wife or girlfriend or or you know anything or being like racist or anything like you just said he looked tired and get on a treadmill he's just calling him fat yeah like i, that's, I don't that's, think that's that's heckling 101 yeah i yeah man like if luca can't heckle him back you know if he's so i don't know man i just it's just it's supposed to be so, part of the the game i guess um, yeah to some degree like fans should know there should be limits also it's a regular season game <laughs> totally right move like, on <laughs> and then okay and then finally i don't know if you watch this i think it's a couple years old now uh i just started watching it, it it's three one-hour episodes of the um it's it's of the uh women's dream team from the 96 olympics i have it's, not watched this it's really good really? speaking of tara vanderveer you just remind me of it because she was the coach then. She like quit Stanford for like a year, a year and a half, I think, to become the coach of the women's team. Um, it's really good. Go back. It's a 30 for 30 on ESPN, so wherever you can find it. Okay. I will and definitely it's, watch it. Literally, that. It's, three, it's I think it's just three hours long. So if I watched the first two episodes. I haven't watched the third yet. Uh, and it's, but it's, it, I really enjoyed it. They do a really great job of, like, they basically give almost every woman on that team. And because I think there's only like t- maybe 10 of them or 12 of them total. It's not a, it's not like a big, like, you know, NBA roster either. Uh, but they gave everybody just a little bit of their own due, and they let everybody sort of talk and interviewed everybody. Um, it's, it's really, it's really well done. They did a great job and it. it's, it's really great. I'm going to check it out. You watch yeah. six nations. I'll watch this. Uh, the, I think the women's U S team trials are in Brooklyn, like in a couple weeks. Oh no shit! Yeah, like, Ooh, I think kind of cool. February second to fourth, maybe. 
Yeah. Would be really cool. Because mm-hmm. that, that squad's basically like, you kind of get grandfathered in, grandmothered in, in this case. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of open availability and a lot of new incoming talent, you know? So mm-hmm. it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting who they end up taking. I'll be rooting for France, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's one team I care about. It's France. Fair. Uh, all right. Are we, how are we on time? We got, we got to, we're going to get 12 minutes, you know, ish. That's 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 plenty of time for two uh, NFL games. I will say this. I would like to formally, if we could put a pin, hammer the nail on the coffin of the saying, let's go, or let's fucking go. Like, (laughs) especially from a sideline, especially as it relates to sports, it's so dumb and corny and played out and it's like the let's go it's just so abrasive and hey fucking guy like i can't with let's go when i see players mouth it when i see fans mouth it in the stands it it oh it grinds my gears so please let's find a new thing to say be like rub a dub a dub i don't care what it is but let's go (laughs) has has Run its course. It is it is over as a thing we should be saying. It's played the fuck out. So maybe at the end of this su- Super Bowl season, Patrick Mahomes, etc., can stop saying, let's fucking go. All right? It's done. I hate it. I hate it. I, I don't disagree with you because I just saw it on something, too. Uh, oh, God. It's it the might have been, been the... The uh, the women's national team documentary here now. It's uh, it's expi- uh, its shelf life has long expired. But I just yeah I just like it's just such an easy thing like I you just it's never going away, right? But it's, like, it's, it's just such a simple thing that like it I just let's comes out. Go! And oh god, I fucking hate it. Yeah, hate I'm sorry. It. Uh, I uh, quick note: I'm walking out my window right now, and uh, every day at like the same time, this kid walks this girl home. And I watch him walk her home, and then he walks back, and I'm like, it's the cutest fucking thing. Like, the, yeah, they're like, I love it. I love seeing, like, he always walks her to her house, and then he walks home. Is this like high school kids? Or yeah, something, it's or like what? junior high. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, re- it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. I know. Just a little, uh, you know, just, a, just a, to off kilter all my angst towards Let's Go. There's still some nice things out there. There you go. All I right, like let's that. bring a little positive to the. Yeah. Not for nothing picks. Let's go. Here we are. Uh, uh, oh, Chris, real quick. Just yeah. before, um, Give I'm it really to impressed with the, uh, the hires in the NFL uh, head coaches. Me too. I wish it was, it's, you know, it's a, not, not just because like, you know, four, I think what a four of them are, are black uh, or even minority, I guess at this point, because Canales it's apparently a new is wave Hispanic. Um, but it's a, it's a younger wave. Too. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, it's like yeah. people getting new chances. I, I don't know why this is like, and it's not all just coaching tree things. It's like people are like doing their math and like figuring out value and player like coaches that can do a good job. I'm 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 enjoying it as well. Yeah, and it's uh I think it was like just the Seahawks and Commanders left, right? Yeah, Seahawks Commanders left, and it was um I think it was like was it 2006 or something or when there was like six uh black head coaches or minority head coaches was like the most ever. And it's been a fucking shit long time now since that happened. And it's, so it's nice. Yeah, it was 2006 because I think it was, I think it was like Dungy and whoever else were like uh, played, uh, their teams played in the Super Bowl against each other. So and it was like, that was 2006, I think. Credit where credit is due then because we complain about this a lot. Yeah. 
So it's just kind of nice to see the next two coaches will be Dan Quinn and Ben Johnson. It'll be like 20 more years before, you know, this happens. Like, yeah, they'll all get fired mid season, but yes, uh, it's just nice to see them taking sort of chances and not doing retreads like Belichick and, you know, whoever else. I should go back to my list of teams that have not hired black head coaches and see, I know the Patriots are finally off that list. And then does Atlanta, is Atlanta now off that list? Atlanta's off that list. I think I think uh, Oakland's already had that they weren't on the list. No, they're like the first. Yeah, right. Um, Art show. Yeah, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Who just hired head coaches? But um, it was well the fucking Harbaugh and 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 you know Chris. Speaking of Harbaugh, not to derail the conversation, but if no, 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 if fine. 2024 is the year that fucking both Harbaugh's and Donald Trump win the fucking presidency, I'm gonna just lose my mind. Like, where are we? I can't. Oh, live, sure. I can't live in a world where both the Harbaugh's win championships and Donald Trump wins the presidency. Like, that's I, horrible. Yeah, it's like the oh, same I person. Know. I feel. Listen, I I'm having a hard time rooting for the Chargers going forward just because fucking Harbaugh's their head coach now. Ugh, gross. They're the worst. They're disgusting. Yeah. You know I love me some Chargers, and uh, uh, this is give this up is really, I'm a I'm in a bad place. I really hope the Seahawks don't take Belichick. I really want to see him not get a hired. It will make no, me no, so no. He won't. He won't. He won't get hired. There's um. They're they're not even a whiff and stuff. I am really upset though that Atlanta hired Raheem Morris because I was I was becoming really high on him from yeah, a lot of things. I was. You're reading. gonna get Dan Quinn. Oh, God. it's gonna happen, dude. It's the most Seahawksian move. It's most, I guess, yeah. Especially when all these other ones are are wide open. They just gotta. They should go after Ben Johnson hard and be like, "You don't want to go to the Commanders." It's a much better place to go to Seattle than. I feel like that's the sell. You gotta just be like, "Don't go to the Commanders." Are you kidding me? Ah, God, I hope. God, I hope. The only other one is Mike McDonald from. uh, How great would that be to have a Michael McDonald as a head coach for Seattle? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but they haven't even talked to him yet, and, and there's there's just the people are trying to rationalize it by saying that they they weren't able to request it before there was a, like a time there was like a a due date to do that like right after the season ended. Let's just put yeah. let's just put some anti Dan Quinn vibes out there. Oh, I'm trying to, but it just keeps coming back around. No, I know, I saw it. Seattle radio. It's like, well, just things are still kind of lining up for this. I'm like, how how is this not if, if it's not being killed? It would be such a Seattle thing to do because it's not being killed and it's just going to be like, well, we talked to all these guys, but we still think Dan Quinn's the best. We hired Pete Carroll. <laughs> oh, seriously. All right, we got to do this quick. Okay. Last week, we both went two and two. No, so, no, I went one and three. Oh, I went two and two. You went one and three. So our season of playoffs totals, this might be the first time I've ever been in the lead. I am five and five. You are four and six. Just carrying on from the, the regular season. I'm just still on a fucking roll. So... Fucking Green Bay, you know. You're coming like, with me, Leather. What the fuck, Green Bay? What the fuck? I know. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. I mean, I could talk about all that shit ad nauseum. The games last week were fucking nonsense, but here we are. Let's focus on the new. Sure. What do we got? Sunday, 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 Sunday. Uh, Kansas City. It moved to four? Four and a half. Four and a half? Four and a half now. I just checked it. Kansas as, City's as, four and a half? Oh, sorry. No, I guess at four. I think it went up from three and a half to four. They're giving this one away. This is easy. I said uh, it. I said it in November. I'll say it again. Now everyone's on my fucking bandwagon. Finally, they've come around to realizing the truth. The Taylor Swift brings in so many more fans than than uh, whoever Baltimore's biggest fan would be. Like there is no fucking world 
where Kansas City doesn't make this, unless because this conspiracy conspiracy ref that now people are like, oh, this guy maybe likes the Chiefs, so maybe the NFL is being dirty. Uh, if the NFL really wants to push back on that that hard, if they're worried about this scandal, then maybe, just maybe, the Ravens win this. But it will be close, and Baltimore uh, is giving four points. I don't. I give me Kansas City all fucking day. It's so, Chris, there is a uh, alternate conspiracy theory now that competes against your Taylor Swift one that they have released the uh, logo and color schemes for the Super Bowl. I this don't. Year. I don't care. This shit. The, and the it's purple and like maroon. And so everyone's like, oh, well, they're already telling us who the, who the Super Bowl is going to be, basically. Yes, that's exactly uh, right. That's color schemes were invented the second that these teams made it into the, pl- the finals. They, and that's, I just love that's out. I love uh, however, I, I have learned my lesson, Chris. I, I will not bet against Kansas City. Again. Thank you. Welcome aboard. Uh, I, although I don't know if they will win, but I'm, uh, you, can't, you can't take... I, can't on this podcast, take, told you on November 14th, I looked up when I placed the bet. November 14th, you could have had about plus 600 to make the Super Bowl. Mm. But you didn't listen, did you? Baltimore's really fucking good right now, though. Fuck them. If I was picking this straight up, I would probably take Baltimore. I wouldn't. I'd take Taylor Swift. I'd take Taylor Swift over the world. Listen, it's hard to argue with that that logic. Thank you. Um, (laughs) To defy the, the late night game on Sunday, Detroit plus seven and a half in San Francisco. My only, my only hesitation on this one is if Debo Samuel is playing or not. Because apparently, and I've, I've seen all the stats. I don't know if you've seen them. But there's a dozen stats out there that, that, that with and without him, it's a whole different offense. And, the, and the, the point differential and the yards and all those things, there's a huge discrepancy with him playing and without him playing. Who do you like? <sighs> my heart wants to take Detroit and the seven and a half points. Uh, so I'm going to, so that's sort of my thing here is like, if this might change in the, in the next, what, 48 hours, if it changes, I'll give you that. You can change it. Okay. If Debo plays, Uh, you can change it. I'm still, I I, I know it's really tough. Seven and a half is a lot of points. You know, I, you know what? I'll still stay. I'll still stay with it. I'll I'll take Detroit in the seven and a half. All right. I was just going to go the opposite of you. I also would, would just go double, double underdog to be safe here. But because I fucking hate San Francisco so much, they might as well win. Um, <laughs> Green Bay had every chance. Every Brock Purdy thing, yeah. every take that I've ever said came true. Yeah. They were, yeah. He was throwing passes to them. <laughs> Sam Darnold was, was licking his chops. I, I, it was um, unbearable that Green Bay just could not catch balls that were thrown directly to them. And now San Francisco was the door has been left open, and I don't think that they're going to fuck up twice. And I think Dan Snyder, Dan Quinn, what's his name? Dan, who, who's their fucking coach for the Detroit? Campbell. P. Glenn Camp- Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Yeah. I I don't I don't trust that guy for shit. I, I I think yeah I agree, and I think the difference between the Packers and Lions on this one is their defense, and I think the Detroit Lions the defense is terrible. There are three very good NFL coaches in this playoffs left. <laughs> <laughs> and Detroit doesn't have one of them. <laughs> Detroit's only ch- well, they do. They have a they have a great offensive coordinator coach, uh, and I think that's the key. Is like they they are going to have to, I think, go like toe to toe offensively with 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 San Francisco. Um, like they're going to have to like keep scoring points here, and that kind of goes into like I think Detroit's whole 
thing that what they do is they, they usually go for it a fourth down. They don't kick field goals. They go for touchdowns. And they, they're going to have to sort of hit on, on a vast majority of those. Which, sort might, of, be the, the, which might be the argument to k- take Detroit in the points because even if they're playing from behind, then they'll just keep airing it out. Maybe it gets maybe, within five maybe. late in game. Yeah, I feel but, pretty. But Purdy, I, feel, I think I think Purdy will have a good game. I think it's going to be fucking McCaffrey all day. I think it's going to be McCaffrey for three thousand yards. That's my. my I, I think yeah, this yeah. is just McCaffrey and no one else. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I'm just worried like Detroit can't stop like him, a, and that's where I, I get the seven and a half. And points. a kittle and a kittle like one kittle play. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's all. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, so wait. So who are you? San what's Francisco. Your final? San Francisco. Are you t- you're going to give up the seven and a half points? Okay, I'm giving great. them up because I don't want to take the same thing as you, and I feel sort of confident that that i'm right <laughs> good i'm glad you sort of feel confident <laughs> if you had your druthers chris it's time to go but who which super bowl would you like to see as a fan of the nfl it's as long as it's I, honestly i don't i just don't want san francisco there i i don't want to re i don't want to a re a play right if, if basically there's been two super bowls it was kansas city san francisco and there was baltimore san francisco two very notable Super Bowls in the last what ten years? One of them was like the lights out one yeah. with Baltimore, and then there was the Kansas City one where they sort of had to either come back or they kind of held on and like because Kyle Shanahan like fucked up his 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 play calling too, which is another thing he does and he did I think last week in the in the week before exactly. where he 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 gets in his own head or something like towards the end of halves and the end of games and stuff. So as long as it's Detroit, and I don't care who I I, I honestly I, I like both Kansas City and Baltimore's teams. So I don't care who really goes from that one. I just don't want repeats of like old Super Bowls. Kansas City, Detroit would be my favorite. That would be what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. It won't happen. It's just not exciting enough. But that's what I would like. Kansas City, Detroit. And then Kansas City wins. There you go. I just want, Kand- I just want Patrick Mahomes to win all the Super Bowls. Yeah. Honestly, I can't agree with it. I can't disagree with it. I like him. I want him yeah. to win. I like that. Like, it's so funny to be like, there's a team that is an actual legacy or whatever they call them. That I don't, yeah, uh, that I yeah. don't, a dynasty that I don't dislike. Like, I like Andy Reid. I like Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. I like Travis Kelsey. Like, I like Pacheco. Like, I like Juju getting one last year. Like, uh, the, every right. time, it's like the, the opposite of the Patriots. Like, I'm all, I'm, I'm just for and Kansas City. To, uh, to add to that, right now, so far, as, as, at their ages, between Brady and Mahomes, Brady has, um, I think Mahomes has more Super Bowl wins? Appearances, and, maybe, because and appearances and like and appearances and um, like statistically, like games statistically, like uh, as far as like yeah, appearances of like championship games. I think Super Bowls, um, playoff winning records or some all these kind of things. Like so far, he's sort of beating Tom Tom Brady sort of marks and stuff too, which is which is another reason too to like keep rooting for him to sort of keep surpassing those marks as he gets older as well. Also, just as a hater, I love mm-hmm. that like so many people every year, like this last three years. Every pundit, every talking head, every whatever writes off Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And then the playoffs happen and they're like, oh, you can never write off Patrick. I'm like, you all did. You all like actually said, this is the season we can write him off. Like that happened multiple times. You spend all your time being an NFL expert. And the easiest take is just to be like, he's the best player. Yeah. yeah take the him. team with the best player. Why don't we go with that? Yeah. And I, mean, we, with I mean, Swift. how long are we doing that with, with Brady? Right, and Brady was older though at that point. We were like, "Well, he's gotten yeah. too old. He's yes. have to drop you're, at some point." Uh, you were a hundred percent correct. That is right. But but we're already doing that with with Mahomes, and we and it would I I just did it, and I, uh, I I now I know I'm like I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it again. Don't do it again. Not doing it. All right. 
let's go. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs>